welcome to another episode of the Gemini's Journey podcast. In today's episode, we have a returning guest. Yes, XPL Atrocious, that they were last on to talk about their first show, ESBC, which was a digital show for the Fringe Festival. But this year, they're actually going to the Fringe, which is super exciting. It's their first time. I'm really excited for them, as you can probably tell. They're taking a show called Rutshed to the Fringe Festival this year. Now it's only on for three days, so if you want to find out more and book tickets, here we are. XPL Atrocious. So hello XPL Atrocious. Welcome to the Gemini's Journey podcast once again. Thank you for having us. <laughs> <laughs> so for anyone who doesn't know, who are XBL Atrocious? So we are XBL Atrocious. I'm Nick. And I'm Ez. And XBL Atrocious is a theatre company that we formed in the back of a Weatherspoons in Worcester. Um, so we'd worked together at uni for about a year and decided that like, yeah, now is a good time to make a theatre company. So we went for like late lunch and started to try and like come up with names and what we'd like to specialize in um because one thing that we were like super passionate about at the time was like trying to find our niche um so like we sat there for ages going brown table theater company empty bottle theater companies spoons carpet theater company or whatever um until we like we were deciding that we really wanted to have like a weird name that reflected the sort of weird work that we wanted to make and um as randomly said oh what's the weirdest word that you could think of and then said supercalifragilisticexpialidocious and because we couldn't think and our brains were melting, I said, haha, more like XBL atrocious. <laughs> and then we looked at each other and we knew like that was it. That was the <laughs> name we had been looking for. So we ran with that, started like designing logos and like literally on the day that we formed the company. Um, and now that we're a bit more developed after all that time back in 2019, um, we like to describe ourselves as as an absurdist theatre company who make like, weird and wonderful work and who like to explore the darker and more interesting side of the human condition like what's our deepest desires our fears and our interactions and no matter how many creatures you can come up with like in horror films man will always be the scariest and most unpredictable being of all so why not explore that in theatre and like delve into that more psychological side of what it means to be human and then what kind of weird situations can we put people in at the same time? Um, we're very like physical when it comes to our work as well. We play with like voice and exaggeration and we're like heavily inspired by uh, a group called Splendid Productions and they're like Brechtian ways of working. And we're also fans of um, Lenovo Bet who are absolutely hysterical and we love their like physical like comedy side. Uh, so we're a bit of like a blend of different inspiration while we also continue to explore our own twists that we can put on visual and audio storytelling methods so that's us in a very long nutshell <laughs> I love it so I have invited you on to my podcast again to talk about your new production Butchered so tell us all about that so Butchered is an absolutely crazy show basically it, it spawned from a very crazy idea that we had one day in a random classroom when we were struggling with inspiration but now it's sort of turned into this huge enigma um that is just absolutely weird and wacky but also very emotional and hard-hitting and relevant um but basically it follows 
tells the story of a sausage maker who works in their kitchen and they've worked there for as long as they can remember um, and their name is Master Sausage and they're completely content with their life they work hard and they can't imagine doing anything else they can't do anything else um, Master Sausage represents sort of like old traditions being stuck in an unhealthy work cycle working like a dog only to benefit the upper class um, but then suddenly a fresh-faced apprentice arrives um, into the kitchen with lots of babbling streams of consciousness and artistic passions and a harsh reality um, as well. A young artist like themselves um, who's rec recently came out of education, um, the apprentice is a symbol of struggling students in the arts industry who try to find their feet after graduation, but also just of artists in general trying to find work and sort of being slightly looked down on for you know what they do and it sometimes feeling like what we're doing isn't worthy um, and we wanted to make that feel worthy in the apprentice's case. Um, they represent like the difficulties of finding a job and how people, everybody, have to do what they have to do before they want to do what they want to do, um, basically. And uh, when The Apprentice eventually finds work in the master's kitchen, um, they're very contrasting characters and they have to find a way to work together to appease the greed of the top steps, which is essentially the people that live above, above them, um, above this kitchen. Um, but obviously, them being so contrasting, tensions start to rise and very sinister questions start to rear their heads, you know, like, what does it mean to be happy? Um, is there more to life? And what's in those sausages anyway? Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but Butchered is basically a bloodthirsty, absurdist drama all about challenging tradition, escaping the mundane and doing what has to be done. Um, but one of our most exciting things about Butchered is the fact that we have created um, an entirely original soundtrack um, completely made by myself and Nick. And it took us hours and hours, um, <laughs> but we are so happy with it. It's immersive, it's atmospheric. And so that's one of our main factors of Butchered and, um, you know, what really brings this space uh, to life. Yeah really helps to sort of generate the world that these two characters are in and sort of um invites the audience in in a different type of immersion of it's like the sound is all around you and there's the sounds of all of the cupboards and the drawers and the utensils and then there's these like big like deep sounding cellos and violins and the music we really wanted to sort of represent the characters as well so there's like little motif sounds in there throughout of some of the sounds represent Master Sausage and his bumbling ways of working. And then there's the little high-pitched violins of the apprentice not quite knowing what to do. And then they sort of overlap and it's like this big cinematic score which, which just completely adds to this monster of a show. <laughs> so last time you, you were part of the Digital Fringe Festival and Butchard is gonna be at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. You're gonna be there live in the, in the flesh are you excited? Yes, we are so excited. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm super excited to go because like we've never, I've never been to Edinburgh before and it's just a gorgeous place. Um, but I'm super excited to sort of get there and, and just start like networking and meeting people because mm -hmm. yeah, we did the, the digital fringe last year and we've been talking with a lot of the artists and companies that we met last year online and we're so excited that some of them are actually going to be there um so we'll probably be like 
you know grabbing a drink and watching shows with people <laughs> who like we feel like we know just from talking to them on social media and like hyping up each other's shows so um like to name a few there's a phoebe Angenie and um the reboot theater company absolutely fantastic artists and we're just really excited to sort of be in the same venue or like the same room as these artists that we've been interacting with mm. and much like nick i'm really excited about like meeting new people but also seeing other artists work like we've already been looking on the ed fringe website and <laughs> have been booking tickets left right and center <laughs> um but i'm just really excited to explore edinburgh and also get into character like on the edinburgh mile because yes. i just think it's going to be really crazy going out onto the streets of edinburgh looking like a really worn down butcher covered <laughs> in blood <laughs> um so I, I am quite looking forward to that being able to be in character in a public space and you know try and get as many people in to watch the show as possible yeah. and just allow people to have such a crazy experience or at least that's what we're hoping butchered will be yeah yeah definitely you know as a former actor myself who did do, do the french festival and performed on the royal mile and you did all the flyering and things like that it is such like a mad experience you know yes you've got the show but like you say there's a flyering there's meeting friends there's networking making memories and honestly i'm so excited for you to go and i do hope you have like the best <laughs> best time because it is going to be like it's going to be amazing yeah. so Obviously, I'm assuming that your creative process has changed because obviously your last one was digital. So I mean, you know, you could maybe rehearse more and sort of film and re-edit. This is obviously live. So has your creative process changed because of that? Um, well, it's, it's changed in a few different ways, but I mm -hmm. think one of our biggest differences is the relationship that we've got with our audience mm -hmm. um, because with Here Speaks See being digital, it was filmed in first person POV so you are literally sat at that dinner table of your life wondering what's going on. And, yeah. you know, we have like the little, um, like the side looks to it and we acknowledge the camera and talk to it. Um, like we're always sort of subtly aware of it. But now with Butcher being an in-person show and we're, we're literally like in front of a live audience, the, the performance direction, I guess, is more open. Um, and we've got more space to play with in terms of like eyeline and, ensuring like we're always facing outwards and inviting that audience into this world that we've created of this dark and sort of dingy basement kitchen that they've walked into um and like an interesting point to do with our audience is that the characters relationship with them so not just us as actors but the characters themselves so master sausage is very sort of shut off and represents like old tradition and that sort of thing so um he's less open-minded um, and never really acknowledges the audience in the eye. They can't see them. Whereas The Apprentice, coming from an artistic and creative background and wanting to be an artist for the rest of their life, um, they sort of represent the, that their artistic nature and how they see a performance or an opportunity to create something wherever they go. So The Apprentice may like look or acknowledge the audience and that also shows their their differences and their, their contrast. But um, yeah, so like a difference between, I guess, Here Speak C and Butchered is just that big point of immersion. Mm -hmm. So we in, in Here Speak C, we were immersing our audiences uh, visually, like what you were literally seeing and we directed that camera and your eyeline and things like that and very physically by like handing a wine glass to you and different things like that. But um, yeah, the immersion in Butchered definitely comes from the soundtrack this time. Um, because it's completely original using like free sounds and bits of music that we found and like chopping them up moving it about and like I said about like the motifs and things like that but um 
yeah I think just in terms of our creative process in making butchered we've we've looked at space a lot more because we can we've got a whole stage mm. and we can do a lot more with sound and lighting cues and I mean if, if you see the show you'll you'll know what we mean by lighting cues there's, there's quite a few <laughs> <laughs> so what's the inspiration behind butchered um, so Butchard had loads of different forms as it was sort of starting to take shape. And a lot of those forms came from original like inspiration ideas. So one of our original um, inspirations was looking at uh, like old Victorian phrases that people don't say anymore. And I got absolutely obsessed with this one called bags of mystery, which means sausages. And the reason it's bags of mystery is because the it was the idea that back in the Victorian era, the the only person who knew what went into the sausage was the maker. And back then they would throw everything in there, you know, bones and tongues and all of the sort of like gubbins of the animal. Um, and uh, I was just like, bags of mystery. That is such an interesting idea. Um, and so it sort of like sparked from that. And I just proposed this crazy idea of, um, you know, what if there's like a person and they work in a sausage factory and someone comes and joins them and turns their world upside down kind of thing. Um, but it also came from a kind of, a, in a way, autobiographical in the fact that um, myself and Nick, you know, we're leaving education now. And <clears throat> as artists, we're trying to find work and put our work out there. And the last thing that me or Nick want to do is essentially work to live and never do what we want to do with our lives. And mm -hmm. so we would much prefer to be you know very poor but very happy um and we want to make work not because we have to but because we want to and because we feel it's so necessary um and so it, a bit of the inspiration came from how we felt about our current situation as well um but also another huge inspiring fact uh, is um alfred jerry's ubu roy oh my goodness we are absolutely obsessed, obsessed. with ubu roy obsessed and um even just the way that the language sort of rolls off your tongue as an actor and how it sort of sounds to the audience it's this rhythmic sort of beat um and so it becomes almost like the language is music and it's so interesting to listen to um but also there's this sort of idea within like absurdist theater that you could take an absurdist show and put it in front of a audience that speaks any language and they would still understand what was going on so uh, like in Ubu Roy, they don't swear, they say shicked, which has a K in it. And so with us, um, we've used the word chitlins, which essentially is means the intestines of a pig. Um, and so we've changed chitlins, we've used chitter, we've used chit as a sort of like our swear equivalent. So that it's yeah. suitable for lots of different people, but you still get that sort of meaning um, behind it but also sorry there's so much um <laughs> but also our main music inspiration as we've been creating our soundtrack um is from games mainly that me and nick absolutely love mm -hmm. um one of those games being inscription has this really interesting uh sort of like flesh meat bone crunching sort of sounds that we were just so intriguing because we had never heard it within music before so we started playing around with that so that was a huge inspiration for us and also the music from uh, Little Nightmares like just this really atmospheric uh, ambient music that 
really gives you a hint as to the type of characters that you're going to be introduced to. And we just felt like that was so important for these characters. They're such big souls. They're such big representations of uh, large, like like really large groups of people, you know, um, who experience, um, you know, the struggles of like the work system basically and, um, you know, working to survive. And so we really wanted this sort of bassy beat, this really interesting soundtrack to uplift these characters and what they mean within this world that we've created. So here speak C, you know, that you're on the podcast the first time around to talk about, that was centered around food and the dinner table. Obviously, Butcher clearly has that food element there. You know, is is food a main like aspect? Is it a, a main theme? Or you sort of- <laughs> we just love food. Yeah, I'm always drawn <laughs> to food, always. But I mean, yeah, because I don't think it's so interesting because we've never really considered that of like, yeah, we're a theater company. Let's make shows about food. But I guess yes. Because, like, food is everywhere and, like, yeah. most people can't get, like, through the day without, like, thinking of it or craving it or just seeing it. So mm-hmm. I guess part of, I guess, yeah, like, part of our absurdist practice is to take things that you recognise and then warp them for theatrical purposes and, yeah. like, display them in a new way. So we want to create, like, fantastic but familiar scenarios. And I guess that food plays into that because... Food is something that, you know, most people know and, you know, have had, I'm guessing. But, like, we, we've used that in a, a different way and used it as a theatrical tool. So, like, in here, see that dinner party, you didn't really want to eat that food. You didn't really want to drink that wine. Like, it feels like you should because it's a dinner table. It's in someone's kitchen. It's a homely environment, but yeah. it's all a bit off. So why would you do that? And now in Butcher, there's a butcher where there's meat. There's the insides of animals and that you hear all of the flesh noises like that's that's very uncomfortable but it's you know you see butchers like when you walk down the street so like what what why is this different what's off about this um so i mean our upcoming shows don't seem to be centered about food at the moment but they might be who knows (laughs) (laughs) now i have a very important question to ask i'm related to sausages very important (laughs) Were any sausages harmed in the making of Butchered? No, they were not. That's a big disclaimer. No sausages were harmed. But unfortunately, a lot of sausages have come and gone during the process. Um, because after we did our preview um, of the show, that we got some like audience comments and feedback saying that we needed to use our prop sausages a bit more, which was literally just a pair of my old tights with stuffing in them. But we were, you know, it's fine, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, so we, we didn't use them as much as we could have within our show. And our, uh, like our show supervisor and our dramaturg suggested that we could just scrap them entirely because 90% of our show builds up the world that we've created and like the equipment that we use through mime and gesture. So having some physical and some invisible props sort of contradicted each other in that way. And we kept saying this throughout our process. It was either all or nothing. So we have all of our props, we have all of our cupboards, or we have none of them and we do it through soundscape. And it's all very physical and we build their kitchen on stage for you in mind with the sounds of like the dumbwaiter and the meat cleaver going into a table um, and the little salt shakers and things like that so we build it that way um so yeah um unfortunately the sausages have have come and gone a little bit 
uh, but they'll be they're immortalized in our promotional photos so they'll <laughs> always be there um but <laughs> yeah um it just sort of making it um like getting rid of that physical prop and just adding everything physically with the, with the sound is just like another sort of visceral layer that we've mm. got to this really bloodthirsty situation because your mind is more powerful than what you can see it's what you imagine that's worse than what we actually show you mm. we actually decided against real sausages and real meat as well after Good i idea. Visited, after i visited <laughs> a butcher's because oh my goodness so much credit to all the butchers out there um shout out to the because butchers out there. it <laughs> seems like um quite an overwhelming job just the noises and and sort of the way that they work with their hands is, is so interesting and um it, it's so funny I went to a, uh, a butcher's called Greendale Farm Shop and they have a butcher's there and they are incredibly helpful and they showed me how they make their sausages and things oh, like wow. that and then they took me into the room where all of the big sort of like animal carcasses are on oh, the meat hooks and it like really gave me chills um because it made me like able to imagine what master sausages kitchen really looks like in wow. in this world and we've always said that um like their kitchen is their home like master sausage would feel comfortable eating their dinner off the floor mm. like even though there's old meat on there and things like that and so it was really interesting like going to a butcher's and actually being able to see how meat is prepared and things like that and it gave us mm -hmm. a lot of inspiration so um no sausages were harmed but like maybe my sanity has been slightly so <laughs> yeah. that, that's quite interesting you know and to hear that you have actually gone to butchers and they have actually allowed you to go behind the scenes and and, and do that I mean, what a what a very like strange experience yeah I mean they did think that I was slightly crazy when I did go in there and say hi I'm playing a butcher called master sausage can you teach me how to make a sausage <laughs> um but yeah no they were they were really lovely yeah. um it's been a really great experience in that way yeah I think part of the sort of realism that we wanted to capture in Butchered not only representing struggling artists being ourselves but like we, we it's basically it's, it's a show called Butchered we've got to represent the butcher community you know <laughs> so um Ed's going to find out like how to actually make uh, a sausage in the hand movements We've got um, as like several times during the show, we've we've got a very physical sequence that we call like the routine, um, and it's how they make sausages. So you see the hands like um, guiding the meat and things like that, and like ripping open the carcasses. So it's very inspired by the things that we, we've actually seen. Wow, I mean, I feel like you've already like sort of <laughs> mentioned this already, but what can audiences expect from Butchered? Maybe in a, in a couple of sentences, what can they expect to see? So um, yeah, it's it's a monster of a show, and it sort of it, it messes with a lot of different things. So we've gone through several uh, versions of the script, and we have butchered haha several versions of the script because it messes with time and use of space and like the themes of like isolation routine and passion there's so many different cues in there and um it just takes up so much energy to actually do the show because it's very physical and very big and um i mean fun fact on our first preview of the show we both nearly threw up from the adrenaline rush that we had so i guess that was fun but not exactly the uh, invisible body horror gore thing that we were going for <laughs> 
Um, but we just hope that audiences feel like a sense of self-reflection and almost similarity between the characters and themselves. Despite being so fantastical um, and almost too crazy to be real, they are representations of real working people and working class people's voices. And so we hope the audience empathizes uh, with, you know, both of their struggles um, throughout the show. So you are going to the Fringe Festival. So where and when can people see you at the Fringe? So, yeah, we're doing a very limited run at the Fringe this year. So there's only like three chances to see us if you really want to come. Uh, we'll be performing at the Lime Studio at Greenside on Monday, the 8th of August at 12.40. Wednesday, the 10th of August at half past six in the evening. And Friday, the 12th of August at 4.10pm. The show's about 50 minutes. Um, and there is quite a few content warnings, as you can probably guess. But um, if you look us up on social media, we explain everything before you watch the show. Yeah, and you just touched on it there. So if anyone wants to find out more information about the show and XBL Atrocious, where can listeners go? So they can go to Twitter at XBatro. They can go to Instagram at XBL dot atrocious um you can search us up on facebook i'm sure something will come up if you type in xbl atrocious we've got some event pages on there you can go to our website xblatrocious.co.uk and if you want to buy ed fringe um tickets then you can go to tickets.edfringe.com forward slash what's on forward slash butchered well thank you again for being on the jimmer's journey podcast it was lovely to talk to you thank you so much for having us thank you Thank you for listening to series four of Gemma's Journey podcast. If you liked this podcast, then please do share with your friends. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the episodes. And of course, if you do want more, then I'm Gemma's Journey on my blog on WordPress. So please do check that out.